Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlund here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is Giving God Something to Work With. Hey, before I get into this powerful teaching today, I want to just let you know I'm recording this towards the end of August 2020. We're just about ready to start our transformational mind renewal course, a five-month online course. It's going to be so powerful. If you love what you hear in these podcasts and you want the systematic training and radical mind renewal, the five steps of mind renewal, and you're able to do it during this season, this course is for you. And we'll be doing it again. So if this does not work out at this time, then uh, look for that. But for some of you, it'll change everything. Hey, let's talk about giving God something to work with. And one of the things that stands out in Scripture to me is that God partners with us to accomplish His will. And many of these actions of His partnership with us are the idea of the person And they may be divinely inspired, but they're not something that comes from a direct command from God. I love, here's a couple examples. One is in 1 Samuel 14 with Jonathan and his armor bearer. And it says this, Then Jonathan said to the young man who bore his armor, Come, let us go over to the garrison of the uncircumcised. It may be, listen to this, it may be that the Lord will work for us, for nothing restrains the Lord from saving by many or by few. That's in verse 6. And Jonathan said, it may be that the Lord will work for us. He was not sure, but his actions led to a powerful victory. He gave God something to work with. And then the four lepers in 2 Kings 7. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? That's in verse 3. And this conversation led to their plan to visit the Syrian camp. Their visit was catalytic to a massive victory for God's people. And so both of these stories, the four lepers, Jonathan, his armor bearer, They gave God something to work with. You know, stories like these demonstrate the power of hope, which is an overall optimistic attitude for the future based on the goodness and promises of God. And people of hope give God a lot to work with because they do believe the future will be better than the present, and they have the power to help make it so. People who do not have hope, will be passive, they'll be fatalistic, and they will often believe that they are victims of God's inactivity. They're like the one talent guy in Matthew 25 where they bury their talent and they have a bad God concept which does not give God much to work with, doesn't give him anything to work with. Now, God partners with what we give him to work with in areas like our prayers. He partners with our prayers. Well, that's a no-brainer. James 4.3 says, You have not because you ask not. 
and, and asking in prayer, believing in prayer, uh, petitioning in prayer, all of the thanking in prayer, all of those things give God something great to work with. God also works with our declaration. The centurion said in Matthew 8, 8, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. All you need to do, Jesus, is just give Father God something that we're just, you don't even need to give him a lot, just speak a word. Powerful. We can give our skills to work with. In, in 1 Samuel 17, verse 4, it says, his sling or David's sling was in his hand. It was his skill that he learned with the sheep of being able to use a sling, a slingshot. God used that skill in a powerful way. He's going to use skills that you have. It, it's interesting that it wasn't David's worship. It wasn't his faithfulness that saved a nation, but it was his secular hobby of slingshots. I like that. God uses our encouragement. Isaiah 35, verse 4, it says, Say to those who are fear, fearful hearted, be strong, do not fear. And it goes on to say, Your God will come. And then in verse 5, it says, Then the eyes of the blind will be opened. And it goes on with all these miraculous things. Encouragement. We give God something to work with, encouragement that releases the supernatural. Our faith give God something to work with. I love the story of the paralytic. He's got four friends. They, they break through the roof in Mark 2, and they lower him through the roof to Jesus. And then it says this in Mark 2, 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, your son, your sins are forgiven you. I mean, we give God something to work with by believing. And you know, faith has many forms. In that, in that situation, it, the faith was just by tenacity, by believing that if they got someone close to Jesus, they would be healed. Our love gives God something to work with. 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says, love never fails. By the way, as I'm sharing these examples of, of, where, of what we can give God to work with, I believe this, the Holy Spirit's just going to spark some things in people. There's going to be some of them that you're just going to hear and, and there's going to be something leap in your spirit. And, and that is going to be a new dimension of your life, giving God something to work with. So our love does. Love never fails. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Our prophetic acts give God something to work with. It says this in 2 Kings 13, 18. Then Elisha said, take the arrows. So the king took them. And he said to the king, Elisha said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. And he only struck it three times. The prophet was angry because that was an opportunity of giving God something great to work with. But basically, Elisha said, you could have had a great victory, but because you only gave God something little to work with and how much you struck, struck the ground, you're going to only have a little victory. Our mind renewal gives God something to work with. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Current mind renewal creates future experience. The level of our mind renewal creates the level of our transformation. And then our praise and worship gives God something to work with. Second Chronicles 20, verse 21. Jehoshaphat appointed those who should 
sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And it goes on later on in this chapter to say that praise and worship was used by the Lord to create a great ambush against the enemy. And there's many other ways that we can give God something to work with that I'll have time to mention right now. But we can look at some, here's some biblical examples of giving God something to work with. In Matthew 14, a boy's lunch fed 5,000. It's interesting that Jesus did not just create food out of thin air. But he, he said, what do you have? What do I have to work with? It's the same principle in John 2 where they ran out of wine at the wedding and Jesus didn't create wine out of thin air. He said, see those pots? Put water in them. Give me those pots. Give me water. Give me something to work with. And, and wine was created out of that. In 2 Kings 4, a jar of oil was multiplied to pay off debt and create an ample savings account. In Mark 2, we already said this, but I want to say it again. Four men brought a paralytic to, to a Jesus meeting and he was healed and forgiven. They gave God something to work with. We go to specific meetings in our lives. That's why special meetings. That's why regular church. That's why putting yourself in an environment going to conferences, things like that, gives God something to work with. Enrolling in courses gives him something to work with. David's slingshot skill defeated a giant and saved a nation. I want to say that again, too. In Joshua 6, seven days of circling a city and then a shout caused a fortress wall to crumble. And then in Exodus 15, a tree thrown into bitter waters made the water sweet. You know, we can speak to things at times. That gives God something to work with. Then there's other, there's creative ideas. We not only need to have faith in God, but faith also in what he has given us. People whose hope is being ignited believe there is always a solution. They believe they will thrive no matter what happens. They believe they will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And they believe even the little things they do will make a huge difference. And these beliefs will dramatically increase the likelihood of giving God great things to work with. So what can you do to give God more to work with in your life, in your family, in your nation, in your ministry? in your finances, in your health, in, in your evangelism, in your business. Number one is you can become very skilled in at least one area of life. You know, it says in the book Good to Great, the, the enemy of great is good. And the, the message of that book is that there's, there's one thing that we need to identify that we can become the best in the world at. And that's where we get a skill in that. So just like in a general ed college, we, we learn a lot of courses, but we want to major in something. And it took me a long time to be able to figure that out. Sometimes God just says, I want you to be involved in general ed 
uh, personal growth, Christianity. But I believe that we'll all get clarity on something that we are to become very skilled at. And secondly, what we can do to, to give God more to work with is be willing to do illogical things which do not make sense to the natural mind. If we're only doing things that make sense, if we're never doing anything outside of the box, so to speak, then I believe we'll be limited in what we can give God to work with. Thirdly, become the biggest encourager you know. Encouragers give God a lot to work with. Number four is know that if something happens in the natural realm, something first has to be deposited in the spiritual realm. Let me say that again. Know that if something happens in the natural realm, something first has to be deposited in the spiritual realm. And so we understand that. That's why prayer is important. Declaration is important. Obedience is important. Prophetic acts are important. Giving is important. Number five is develop the habit of speaking prophetic declarations. The worlds were created with a declaration. Holy Spirit in Genesis chapter 1 was waiting for something to work with. He was, Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the deep. Then God said. I believe this, that God's Holy Spirit is hovering over different areas of our lives, different areas of our influence, and, and waiting for something to work with. And so often it's, it's a prophetic declaration. It's God is blessing my city. My family is entering a, a season of breakthrough. There, there's encounters for my family. My finances are blessed and increasing and multiplying. Those kind of prophetic declarations give Holy Spirit something powerful to work with. And then lastly, number six, we're talking about what you can do to give God more to work with. And these six things will create a lifestyle, a mentality, a wineskin of giving God a lot to work with. Number six is develop your creativity and childlike wonder. Develop your creativity. Just think of new ways to do things. Yes, learn from others. Just become a student of people that you admire. Uh, figure out what they're doing, how they're doing it. But be creative. Be creative in your expressions. Be creative in your ideas. Open up to supernatural wisdom. James 1.5, it says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives generously without finding fault. It says, But let him ask in faith, not doubting. When we start asking for wisdom and we believe, and by the way, you believe wisdom's coming to you because you've asked. And when you actually say, Thank you, Lord, I can't wait for the wisdom. I can't wait for the creativity. I can't wait for the new ideas. I can't wait for the strategies to come. You, you start believing that. Then they come. And then you get ideas of, of what to do in meetings. You get ideas of what to do in prayer. You're not stuck in ruts. And as that becomes part of your life, you give God something great to work with. It's so fun. My goal, one of them, is to keep my angels and Holy Spirit so busy that my angels say, hey, I've got to call in reinforcements because Steve has given us so much to work with. I mean, you know, some of the things that I do is just 
you know, whether it's a daily encouraging somebody and thanking them for what I admire and appreciate about them, to daily writing, to doing Facebook Lives. And one of the reasons I do these podcasts is to give God something to work with. And you know, the thing of it is, is that when we do that, He far exceeds, He far exceeds in, in, in using what we give Him. He multiplies it. We think, I'm just going to give a few fish and loaves, you know, in these podcasts and, and you know, they'll feed a few people. But then I find out thousands and thousands of people are listening to these podcasts. They're multiplying and it's, it's powerful. And then when we start attaching faith to it, I mean, the, the stories that I said in the beginning, uh, Jonathan, he didn't have, didn't have great faith. It says, it may be that the Lord will work for us. He didn't even know. And then so much of what we start off with in giving God, you know, maybe this will work. And then we find out what works. We find out what he's blessing. And then that's, that's going to be one of the indicators of knowing what we're called to do. So we give him a lot to work with in different areas. And we find out, wow, people are responding to that. Wow, I come alive when I do that. And that's a great indicator of a calling, assignments, anointing. Wow. Hey, what is it you can give God something to work with? By, by the way, my book, Higher Perspectives, is a great book. And it's a devotional with 50 areas, 50 higher perspectives of scripture and Bible situations where people thought differently and higher than the norm. There's some great things in that book. That's a powerful devotional. If you've never read one of my books, I would recommend Higher Perspectives. It's a devotional, and I believe it will really, really encourage you. Hey, thanks so much. Steve Backlin here. If, if these podcasts are blessing you, tell somebody else about them. I want to remind you, we're here at Igniting Hope to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. I believe this, that after love, hope is the most powerful, leadership, influential quality there is. That our hope level determines our influence level. And who he owes the most hope has the most influence. And I want to remind you too that the joy of the Lord is your strength, according to Nehemiah 8.10. I believe that our spiritual load-bearing capacity is in direct proportion to the level of joy in our lives. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. It's my strength. And so even when it's inconvenient, even when it doesn't seem to be the right time to walk in joy, <laughs> it's, it's our strength. And so I'm not going to wait for the end of the battle to have joy. I'm going to have it right now. Pretty much everybody listening today, today's just not a good day to walk in radical joy. Whether you're battling personal weakness, disappointment with yourself, God, others. You're hearing bad news on, uh, through the media. You're struggling financially. There's uncertainty for the future. Uh, whatever, all of us have a reason right now why today is not a good day to walk in radical joy. You know, I found this out. There's, there's hardly ever a, a day for walking in radical joy. <laughs>
that's ideal. So we choose it. We stir it up today. We stir, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for, God, what you're doing. Thank you that your promises are true. Thank you that even in my challenges, there's something big happening in me. Thank you that you're answering my prayer. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with me. Thank you for restoring to me the joy of your salvation. Wow, wow, wow. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. We'll be with you again next week with another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.